Hi there, this is Hamilton Clancy, and I'm welcoming you to the very first edition podcast of Good Noise, the new podcast from The Trilling Company. Good Noise, where did we get that name from? Well, uh, it comes from experience I had 30 years ago. Uh, when I first got into town, I was lucky enough to be accepted into an acting class by uh, the late, great Wayne Hanman. I was in his day class, and some of the actors in the class had decided they were going to form a theater company. I got asked to come along because I happened to be uh, in the right room at the right time. Nobody really knew me. And uh, we were in a room, and everybody was trying to name this new theater company they were going to start. And all kinds of names were flying around in the air. And being a newcomer, I took the position that I should, which was just somebody who was writing down what they heard. And while I listened to all these fantastic sounds in the air, I just jotted down one name idea to myself. Good noise, because it described just the energy in the room of all these fantastic people. Well, when things came to a lull, I suggested the name, and a bunch of others got thrown out there. It uh, wasn't the name that they eventually picked, but uh, I kept it in my pocket, and I thought someday that might be useful. Well, after the paralysis of the pandemic in the last year, in which so many drilling company artists and so many artists have kept themselves uh, with their heads afloat in the midst of this, I thought now was the time for some good noise. Uh, bringing together a fantastic collection of artists, playwrights, theater artists, filmmakers, storytellers, music makers, and bring them to one roof, one audio podcast, interviews, sometimes plays, yeah, sometimes Shakespeare, and we'll see what we can offer. The very first podcast is a project that was suggested by Una Clancy of The Drilling Company. Uh, no relation, Una just happened into an audition for, with us about uh, two or three years ago, and uh, we have uh, had her terrific presence in a number of our uh, productions, and she's been working with the Irish Rep. She came to me with this idea back in the fall, and uh, we worked on it along with a number of other drilling company artists, and we've put together something here. So uh, we hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, there's a little eight-minute conversation with Una that I was able to have in which she sort of describes her inspiration for the project. I thought it was really interesting. So I've included it to kick off the podcast. Uh, so listen up. Uh, these are just some excerpts of our conversation. And then after it, you'll hear... I hear America singing, which is filled with the voices of many drilling company actors. So thank you for joining us for our very first podcast. And here's a little sample of the conversation I had with Una. I was let go from a job because of the pandemic. I was working at the Irish Rap. And at that time, I was in conversation back and forth with a, a friend of mine from Dublin, Amy. And as the days became more strange, and I started to dip into poetry more and take walks along the East River. And um, I was picking up my leaves of grass and I, I shared the poem with my friend Amy. And she wrote back and said, oh, I, I listened to it, but I'd rather hear you read it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. I, I, I pulled out the book and I re read a stanza and made a little audio note and I sent it to her. And then she sent me one back. 
And we kept this up for gosh, about a month, at least maybe six weeks. Wow. As the pandemic started to unroll. And I found myself even more and more, you know, slowed down, taking walks, sure, walking sure, around sure. the city, um, having a different, and watching what was unfolding, most especially the, the, the sort of the moment for this project was that when, the, when George Floyd was killed, Right. And the fracture and the division and the hurts of so many people and the nation were just writ large. I over time then I started to ask myself, as as many as so many did and do, what can I do? What can be done? How could I contribute something that could help and, and not be more noise and more fracture and more division? but could somehow inspire or uplift or help us to remember what we're about, how we're connected with each other. And the, the sort of the vision of Whitman was like, oh my God, Walt needs to speak. <laughs> right. This is why he's knocking at my door here because this, he needs to say, he needs to make a visit here. He needs to be heard. And, and it seemed to me it also, Concurrently, that people were a lot more people were listening more and more open to listening to things right. as, as the flood of watching everything all the time. So it felt like it could be um, something that could be in the direction of an uplift and the healing of, of the fracture from a grander remembrance of the vision of what what this what's possible in this democracy and in this amazing vast. America, which I feel so great. I guess the things that had really spoken to me and really jumped out at me as I was reading earlier in the spring and the summer were just these litanies of names of places, names of people, names of tribes, names of states, right. names of rivers. Sure, sure. Um, names of occupations, the mechanic, I think. The, the lists. Mechanic, I see them all these lists. Lists, lists. These, yeah. These lists of these such specific the specificity of the lists and the diversity in them. So I, I started to look, and it, it took me a while to kind of find what the lens was to sort of cull from this huge work and distill and yet still have something wide and open, you know. So I, I, I started to look to, to poems that, or to kind of scour through and to look at poems that mentioned all the states and all the places and all the people from this sort of vast and wide America, you know, the Kentuckian and the Georgian and the Alaskan and the yeah. Yankee and the, you know, uh, right. the Vermonter and, all these um, all these American all these characters, American, all these American characters, all these yeah. American places that we hold in common, and um, that would might speak to, you know, this the sense of us being so disparate and separate from each other in this kind of the fracture that the nation was in, but kind of putting out from Whitman, it's all America, it's all it's one. So it was kind of the richness, the, the theme of the the a pluribus unum, you know, the, the, the many in the, but in the one, the one, right. we're all part of that. Um, so that was one lens or one kind of path that I led down. And the other was the whole theme, if you call it that, of the, the strain of camaraderie, 
He has all these poems about passing the person in the street and being connected. Right. About, you know, a state being like a person, you know, that the states have friendship with each other, that, that you know, that there's friendship across time. He talks and reaches his hand. I now talk to you. You don't know that I'm there with you now. So that was another kind of strain was the whole strain of friendship and deep friendship and connection and camaraderie. And the way he describes it is just so beautiful, like a kind of a loose, very relaxed kind of arms about each other with all of those uh, things that keep us apart sort of slopped away. So that lens, that that began to kind of emerge as a, as a section, which I thought originally might be like an episode. You know, there might be an episode about camaraderie. There might be an episode about the vast different places in America. And then after a while, I kind of I missed and I really wanted to include something of his that was so vast, not state, not person to person, not country, beyond politic, beyond America, in the in the poems that he has of the universal, the soul, the galaxies, you know, that that and and have in the in the in the work that we would present or in the pieces, the selections, we were just making selections, the whole scale that I feel is uplifting in a time when we're very much concentrated on the differences and, you know, looking at the the, the trees and forgetting the forest. And I, I just felt like, I feel that his, his reach into the spiritual and the leaf of grass, you know, that, that range and scope and stretch of his could only possibly uplift somebody. Stop this day and night with me, and you shall possess the origin of all poems. You shall possess the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of suns left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters in books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. Poets to come, orators, singers, musicians to come. Not today is to justify me and answer what I am for, but you, a new brood, native, athletic, continental, greater than before known, arouse, arouse, for you must justify me you must answer. I myself but write one or two indicative words for the future. I but advance a moment, only to wheel and hurry back in the darkness. I am a man who, sauntering along without fully stopping, turns a casual look upon you and then averts his face, leaving it to you to prove and define it, expecting the main things from you. 
I, Bradford Barton Thomas Frost, now 32 years old, in health that is better than I thought it would be, begin hoping to cease, not till death. I celebrate myself and sing myself in what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. Now, 30 terrific years old and perfect health, begin hoping to cease, not for every atom belonging to me. Celebrate myself and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume. Now, 59 years old, in excellent health, begin hoping to cease, not till death. I celebrate I myself, myself and sing myself, and, sing myself. and what I assume you shall assume. For every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. I celebrate myself and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume. For every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. I hear America singing. The varied carols I hear, those of mechanics, each one singing his as it should be, blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. The mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work. The boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat. The deckhand singing on the steamboat deck. The shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench the hatter singing as he stands, the woodcutter's song, the ploughboy's on his way in the morning, or at noon intermission, or at sundown, the delicious singing of the mother, or of the young wife at work, or of the girl sewing or washing, each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else, the day what belongs to the day. At night, the party of young fellows, robust and friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. Starting from fish-shaped Pomonok, where I was born, well-begotten and raised by a perfect mother, after roaming many lands, lover of populous pavements, dweller in Manahata, my city, or on southern savannas, or a soldier camped or carrying my knapsack and gun, or a miner in California, or rude in my home in Dakota's woods, my diet meat, my drink from the spring, or withdrawn to muse and meditate in some deep recess, far from the clank of crowds, intervals passing, rapt and happy, aware of the fresh free giver, the flowing Missouri, aware of the mighty Niagara, Aware of the buffalo herds grazing the plains, the hirsute and strong-breasted bull, of earth, rocks, fifth-month flowers experienced, stars, rain, snow, my amaze. Having studied the mockingbird's tones and the mountain hawks, and heard at dusk the unrivaled one, the hermit thrush from the swamp cedars, solitary, singing in the west, I strike up for a new world. As the seasons return, and maybe just as much as the seasons. To the east and to the west, to the man of the seaside state and of Pennsylvania, 
to the Canadian of the North, to the Southerner I love. These with perfect trust to depict you as myself. The germs are in all men. I believe the main purport of these states is to found a superb friendship, exalting, previously unknown, because I perceive it waits and has been always waiting, latent in all men. I dreamed in a dream. I saw a city invincible to the attacks of the whole of the rest of the earth. I dreamed that was the new city of friends. Nothing was greater there than the quality of robust love. It led the rest. It was seen every hour in the actions of the men of that city and in all their looks and words. Come, I will make the continent dissoluble. I will make the most splendid race the sun ever shone upon. I will make divine magnetic lands with the love of comrades, with the lifelong love of comrades. I will plant companionship thick as trees along all the rivers of America and along the shores of the Great Lakes and all over the prairies. I will make inseparable cities with their arms about each other's necks by the love of comrades, by the manly love of comrades. For you, these from me, O oh democracy, to serve you, ma femme. For you, for you, I am trilling these songs. Come, said the muse. Sing me a song no poet yet has chanted. Sing me the universal. In this broad earth of ours, amid the measureless grossness and the slag, enclosed and safe within its central heart, nestles the seed perfection. By every life a share, or more, or less, none born but it is born, concealed or unconcealed, the seed is waiting. Lo, keen-eyed, towering science, as from tall peaks the modern overlooking, successive, absolute fiats issuing. Yet again, lo, the soul, above all science, for it has history gathered like husks around the globe. For it the entire star myriads roll through the sky, in spiral routes, by long detours, as a much-tacking ship upon the sea, for it the partial to the permanent flowing, for it the real to the ideal tends, for it the mystic evolution, not the right only justified, what we call evil also justified, forth from their masks no matter what, from the huge festering trunk from craft and guile and tears, health to emerge and joy, joy universal. Out of the bulk, the morbid and the shallow, out of the bad majority, the varied countless frauds of men and states, electric, antiseptic, yet cleaving, suffusing all. Only the good is universal. 
Over the mountain growths disease and sorrow, an uncaught bird is ever hovering, hovering, high in the purer, happier air. From imperfection's murkiest cloud darts always forth one ray of perfect light, one flash of heaven's glory. To fashions, customs discord, to the mad babble din, the deafening orgies, soothing each lull, a strain is heard, just heard, from some far shore, the final chorus sounding. Oh, the blessed eyes, the happy hearts, that see, that know the guiding thread so fine along the mighty labyrinth. It's thought and it's reality, for these, not for thyself, thou hast arrived. Thou too surroundest all, embracing, carrying, welcoming all. Thou too, by pathways broad and new, the measured faiths of other lands, the grandeurs of the past are not for thee, but grandeurs of thine own. Deific faiths and amplitudes, absorbing, comprehending all, all eligible to all. All, all for immortality. Love like the light silently wrapping all. Nature's amelioration blessing all. The blossoms, fruits of ages. Orchards divine and certain. Forms, objects, growth, humanities to spiritual images ripening. Give me, O oh God, to sing that thought. Give me, give him or her I love this quenchless faith in thy ensemble. Whatever else withheld, withhold not from us. Belief in plan of thee. Enclosed in time and space. Health, peace, salvation universal. Is it a dream? Nay, but the lack of it, the dream. And failing it, life's lore and wealth a dream, and all the world a dream. The clock indicates the moment, but what does eternity indicate? We have thus far exhausted trillions of winters and summers. There are trillions ahead, and trillions ahead of them. Births have brought us richness and variety, and other births will bring us richness and variety. I do not call one greater and one smaller. That which fills its period and place is equal to any. Were mankind murderous or jealous upon you, my brother, my sister? I am sorry for you. They are not murderous or jealous upon me. All has been gentle with me. I keep no account with lamentation. What have I to do with lamentation? I am an acme of things accomplished, and I an encloser of things to be. My feet strike an apex of the apices of the stairs. On every step, bunches of ages, and larger bunches between the steps, all below duly traveled, and still I mount and mount. Rise after rise bow the phantoms behind me. Afar down I see the huge first nothing. I know I was even there. I waited unseen and always, and slept through the lethargic mist, and took my time, and took no hurt from the fetid carbon. Long I was hugged close, long and long. Immense have been the preparations for me, Faithful and friendly, the arms that have helped me. Cycles ferried my cradle, rowing and rowing like cheerful boatmen. For room to me, stars kept aside in their own rings. They sent influences, 
to look after what was to hold me. And young, of the foolish as much as the wise, regardless of others, ever regardful of others, maternal as well as paternal, a child as well as a man, stuffed with the stuff that is coarse and stuffed with the stuff that is fine. One of the nation of many nations, the smallest the same and the largest the same. A southerner soon as a northerner, a planter nonchalant and hospitable down by the Oconee I live. A Yankee bound my own way, ready for trade. My joints, the limberest joints on earth and the sternest joints on earth. A Kentuckian walking the vale of the Elkhorn in my deerskin leggings. A Louisianan or Georgian, a boatman over lakes or bays or along coasts, a Hoosier, Badger. At home on Canadian snowshoes or up in the bush or with fishermen off Newfoundland. At home in the fleet of boats sailing with the rest and tacking. At home on the hills of Vermont or in the woods of Maine or the Texan ranch. Comrade of Californians. Comrade of free Northwesterners loving their big proportions. Comrade of raftsmen and coalmen. Comrade of all who shake hands and welcome to drink and meet. A learner with the simplest. A teacher of the thoughtfulest. A novice beginning yet experience of myriads of seasons. Of every hue and caste am I, of every rank and religion. A farmer, mechanic, artist, gentleman, sailor, Quaker, prisoner, fancy man, rowdy, lawyer, physician, priest. I resist anything better than my own diversity, breathe the air but leave plenty after me, and am not stuck up, and am in my place. The moth and the fish eggs are in their place. The bright suns I see and the dark suns I cannot see are in their place. The palpable is in its place, and the impalpable is in its place. Flood tide below me, I watch you face to face. Clouds of the west, sun there half an hour high. I see you also face to face. Crowds of men and women attired in the usual costumes. How curious you are to me. On the ferry boats, the hundreds and hundreds that cross, returning home, are more curious to me than you suppose. And you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence are more to me and more in my meditations than you might suppose. The impalpable sustenance of me from all things at all hours of the day. The simple, compact, well-joined scheme. Myself disintegrated, everyone disintegrated, yet part of the scheme. 
the similitudes of the past and those of the future. The glories strung like beads on my smallest sights and hearings, on the walk in the street and the passage over the river, the current rushing so swiftly and swimming with me far away. The others that are to follow me, the ties between me and them, the certainty of others, the life, love, sight, hearing of others. Others will enter the gates of the ferry and cross from shore to shore. Others will watch the run of the flood tide. Others will see the shipping of Manhattan north and west and the heights of Brooklyn to the south and east. Others will see the islands, large and small, 50 years hence. Others will see them as they cross the sun half an hour high. A hundred years hence, or ever so many hundred years hence, others will see them, will enjoy the sunset, the pouring in of the flood tide, the falling back to the sea of the ebb tide. It avails not, neither time or place. Distance avails not. I am with you, you men and women of a generation, or ever so many generations hence. I project myself. Also, I return. I am with you and know how it is. Just as you feel when you look on the river and sky, so I felt. Just as any of you is one of a living crowd, I was one of a crowd. Just as you are refreshed by the gladness of the river and the bright flow, I was refreshed. Just as you stand and lean on the rail, yet hurry with the swift current, I stood, yet was hurried. Just as you look on the numberless masts of ships and the thick-stemmed pipes of steamboats, I look. I, too many and many a time, crossed the river, the sun half an hour high. I watched the twelfth-month seagulls. I saw them high in the air, floating with motionless wings, oscillating their bodies. I saw how the glistening yellow lit up parts of their bodies and left the rest in strong shadow. I saw the slow wheeling circles and the gradual edging toward the south. I too saw the reflection of the summer sky in the water, had my eyes dazzled by the shimmering track of beams, looked at the fine centrifugal spokes of light around the shape of my head in the sunlit water looked on the haze on the hills southward and southwestward, looked on the vapor as it flew in fleeces tinged with violet, looked toward the lower bay to notice the arriving ships, saw their approach, saw aboard those that were near me, saw the white sails of schooners and sloops, saw the ships at anchor, the sailors at work in the rigging, or out astride the spars, the round masts, the swinging motion of the hulls, the slender serpentine pennants. The large and small steamers in motion, the pilots in their pilot houses, the white wake left by the passage, the quick, tremulous whirl of the wheels, 
the flags of all nations, the falling of them at sunset, the scallop-edged waves in the twilight, the ladled cups, the frolicsome crests and glistening, the stretch afar growing dimmer and dimmer, the gray walls of the granite storehouses by the docks, on the river, the shadowy group, the big steam tug closely flanked on each side by the barges, the hay boat, the belated lighter, on the neighboring shore, the fires from the foundry chimneys burning high and glaringly into the night, casting their flicker of black, contrasted with wild red and yellow light, over the tops of houses and down into the clefts of streets. I project myself a moment to tell you. Also, I return. I loved well those cities. I loved well the stately and rapid river. The men and women I saw were all near to me. Others the same, others who look back on me because I looked forward to them. The time will come, though I stop here today and tonight. What is it then between us? What is the count of the scores or hundreds of years between us? Whatever it is, it avails not, distance avails not, and place avails not. I too lived, Brooklyn of Ample Hills was mine. I too walked the streets of Manhattan Island and bathed in the waters around it. I too felt the curious abrupt questioning stir within me. In the day, among crowds of people, sometimes they came upon me. In my walks home late at night, or as I lay in my bed, they came upon me. I, too, had been struck from the float forever held in solution. I, too, had received identity by my body. That I was, I knew was of my body. And what I should be, I knew I should be of my body. It is not upon you alone the dark patches fall. The dark threw patches down upon me also. The best I had done seemed to me blank and suspicious. My great thoughts, as I supposed them, were they not in reality meager? Would not people laugh at me? Men, as they saw me approaching or passing, felt their arms on my neck as I stood, or the negligent leaning of their flesh against me as I sat. Saw many I loved in the street, or ferry boat or public assembly, yet never told them a word. Lived the same life with the rest, the same old laughing, gnawing, sleeping. Played the part that still looks back on the actor or actress. The same old role, the role that is what we make it. As great as we like, or as small as we like. Both great and small. Closer yet, I approach you. What thought you have of me I had as much of you. I laid in my stores in advance. I considered long and seriously of you before you were born. Who was to know what should come home to me? Who knows but I am enjoying this? Who knows but I am as good as looking at you now for all you came to see me? It is not you alone, nor I alone. Not a few races, nor a few generations, nor a few centuries. It is that each came, or comes, or shall come, from its due omission, from the general center of all, and forming a part of all. 
everything indicates, the smallest does and the largest does, a necessary film envelops all and envelops the soul for a proper time. Now, I am curious what sight can ever be more stately and admirable to me than my mast-hemmed Manhattan, my river and sunset, and my scallop-edged waves of flood tide, the seagulls oscillating their bodies, the hay boat in the twilight, and the belated lighter. Curious what gods can exceed these that clasp me by the hand, and with voices I love, call me promptly and loudly by my nighest name as I approach. Curious what is more subtle than this, which ties me to the woman or man that looks in my face, which fuses me into you now and pours my meaning into you. Waves, gorgeous clouds of the sunset, drench with your splendor me, or the men and women generations after me, cross from shore to shore, countless crowds of passengers, stand up tall masts of Manhattan. Stand up, beautiful hills of Brooklyn. Throb, baffled and curious brain. Throw out questions and answers. Suspend here and everywhere eternal float of solution. Gaze, loving and thirsting eyes in the house or street or public assembly. Sound out the voices of young men. Loudly and musically call me by my nighest name. Live old life. Play the part that looks back on the actor or actress. Play the old role. The role that is great or small according as one makes it. Consider, you who pursue me, whether I may not in unknown ways be looking upon you. Be firm. Rail over the river to support those who lean idly, yet haste with the hasting current. Fly on, seabirds. Fly sideways or wheel in large circles high in the air. Receive the summer sky, you water, and faithfully hold it till all downcast eyes have time to take it from you. Diverge fine spokes of light from the shape of my head, or anyone's head, in the sunlit water. Come on, ships from the lower bay. Pass up or down, white-sailed schooners, sloops, lighters. Flaunt away, flags of all nations. Be duly lowered at sunset. Burn high your fires, foundries, chimneys. Cast black shadows at nightfall. Cast red and yellow lights over the tops of the houses. Appearances, now or henceforth, indicate what you are. You necessary film, continue to envelope the soul. About my body for me, about your body for you. Be hung our divinest aromas. Thrive, cities. Bring your freight, bring your shows, ample and sufficient rivers. Expand, being than which none else is perhaps more spiritual. Keep your places, objects than which none else is more lasting. We descend upon you and all things. We arrest you all. We realize the soul only by you, you faithful solids and fluids. Through you, color 
form, location, sublimity, ideality. Through you, every proof, comparison, and all the suggestions and determinations of ourselves. You have waited. You always wait. You dumb, beautiful ministers, you novices. We receive you with free sense at last and are insatiate henceforward. Not you any more shall be able to foil us or withhold yourselves from us. We use you and do not cast you aside. We plant you permanently within us. We fathom you not. We fathom we love you not. You. We love you. There is perfection in you, you also. also. We furnish your parts there toward you. Furnish your parts toward you. Furnish your parts toward eternity. You furnish your parts toward eternity. You furnish your parts toward eternity. You furnish your parts toward eternity. Great or small. You furnish your parts great soul. or small we fathom you not you furnish your we parts you. toward there the soul there is perfection in you also you furnish your parts towards eternity great or small you furnish your parts towards the soul our first uh, podcast episode of Good Noise. Tune in next week for our second. You can find us at www.drillingcompany.org. Special thanks for beautiful sound design to Alice McGillicuddy out in Edinburgh. And thank you all for joining us for our very first podcast episode of I Hear America Singing.